Hey, today we're doing part four of my series, ending 2022 and really setting up 2023 for a win. If you have not joined the Facebook page yet, please do so. January 9th through 11th, we're going to do a three-day challenge and we're going to actually put into action some of these things that we have been talking about. Um, some of these questions, some of these challenges that I have posed for you, we're actually gonna dive in and we're gonna talk a little bit about why they're important and give you some action steps to really set the intention for 2023. With that, let's dive in. Hi friend, I am so excited that you're here to check out Her Restored Spirit podcast. If you've gone through something that has left you broken spirited, maybe it's a divorce, loss of a spouse, or even a child, loss of a job, whatever it is, I know there is restoration in your future. I'm a widowed mom, and I remember what it feels like to emerge from the fog to discover that my loss is not the center of my story, but it actually instilled in me a new hope, a new understanding of faith, and a new strengthening in my heart, soul, and motherhood. I have finally understood that God has taken my test and formed it into my testimony, and that's why I'm here with you. I want you to step into your purpose, into a newfound joy, and to turn a new page in your book because I believe you are on the brink of full restoration, unlocking a confidence that you didn't know was inside you, and understanding how to live more fruitfully with purpose, joy, and permission to be washed in possibility. It's time, friend, to reclaim your restored spirit. Hey, welcome back to Her Restored Spirit podcast. My name is Tammy, and I am talking about belief today. So the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about closing 2022 and stepping boldly into 2023. And I want to talk about, so the three exercises, the three um, past episodes, have you taken that challenge? So the first one, we talk about gratitude, but not just being grateful for the things around you, the people in your life, but actually being grateful for you being grateful for what you're capable of doing, what you make happen for your family, what your body does for you, what your mind does for you, what you create around you. And I heard from some of you that that was really a challenging thing to do, that you've never actually looked at it in that way, is being grateful for self. And then I asked you, um, we talked about, look at what you've done. Look at the things you've done over the past year. Again, it, you saw that when you're grateful for yourself, you kind of looked at the things you're, you've done. Um, you look at what you've accomplished. You looked at who you were. Um, you, you looked at yourself again with a new lens of in that, well, we're still looking at in awe because what I want you to believe, what I want you to see what I want you to start understanding is that our tendencies, my tendency is to look at all the things that I didn't accomplish, all the goals that I didn't achieve, um, all of the things that went wrong, all of the ways that I failed, all the ways that I let people down, all the ways that I um, needed help, all the ways that I didn't quite cut it, all the ways that I missed the mark, all the ways, all the ways, all the ways I look at how can I, like, how did I not be who I was called to be this year? 
that's my natural tendency. Part of that is being an Enneagram one is that reformer. It's that improver. It's the, the, I want, and I desire everyone to live their best life, not just so they can experience it, but because the world will work better. The world would grow together. It's like the one and one makes 10 at that point. When you step into who you are and someone around you steps into who they are, instead of just doubling your efforts, it actually exponentially. And when you bring God into the mix, it's like unfathomable what it can do. And so we talked about that gratitude and self, look at what you do. And then it's like, okay, what did you learn? This one is again, the initial focus was how could I have improved? But then I really looked at what I learned that helps me grow as a person, that helps me step into who God created me and called me to be, my 1% that makes me different, that actually it's not conceited or selfish to say or to step into, that I realized the more that I looked at about, you know, what has God given me privy to see? What what has he highlighted for me? Because it's so funny because you'll have one book, right? You have, just think about like a textbook or you're in class and everyone in class reads the same book or all of it, like a novel, doesn't matter. But certain things are highlighted to certain people. If you're a highlighter or if you um, are a ponderer, um, I'm a highlighter in my books. I keep them because I write all over them. I highlight, I, I circle on them. I, um, I love writing in my books. But what's interesting is when I talk to someone, they can completely miss what I highlighted, but they highlighted or they caught something different. Because defending, depending on what your mind is focused on, you see different things. So when you start to look at what you've learned in this last year, look at it with a different color highlighter. Like, don't just go for the obvious, but look at what, look at what it is, because this brings us to what we're talking about today is belief. And I'm going to share a little bit about belief that I'm hoping that when you hear it, it's going to make you give you that sigh of relief. It's going to help you lower the shoulders. It's going to help you. Oh man, because in so many ways we want to believe what's good. Our brains are going to help us believe and hold on to the things that keep us safe. I've talked about it before, how we are, our brains want us safe, not successful. And how they do that is beliefs. Whew. So this could go in so many different ways. And I wanted to share one way that really is eye-opening to me. One of these things that helped me see that belief is a lot. Well, I'll just say this. I'll just say it flat out is you don't have to believe everything that you believe. You don't have to think. You don't have to, not everything you believe is true. It doesn't matter. Like not everything you believe is true. And I hope that as you follow through this, like you start to see that some of those beliefs that you have, there, though you may have evidence that supports them, which we'll talk about that, doesn't mean that it's true. The other side is 
even if it was true yesterday, it doesn't mean it has to be true today. It definitely doesn't have to be true tomorrow. Because let's talk about what beliefs are. So science, let's just go there for a moment. And I will stay high level because I can geek out about that, about the different synapses and what's going on. But our brains work on glucose. And our brains are probably the most, it wants to be the most lazy part of our body. Our brain's job is to keep us living. It's to keep us going. It's to keep us surviving. So it wants to do that. It wants to reserve energy. It wants to do the least amount of work throughout the day possible, which is why it's it's so easy to get into that depressed state and stay there because it actually is work to get out of it. And your brain's like, oh no, this is comfortable. This is, we hate it, but we can deal with this. Even though, even though it's, it's not a state that anyone wants to be in. And we're, and I, I'm not gonna go into depression right now. That's one of these things that, that uh, maybe one of these days I will. If you want to hear a little bit about that, depression, anxiety, overwhelmed, like what the brain's purpose of that is, um, let me know and then I will go in there. But for right now, you can see that our brains want to keep us right where they are. Now, what is going on through those? So it's little like electrical currents, right? And they're actually thoughts that are sent around electrical current. And our brains, because it takes so much glucose to, to make it work, it wants to automate as much as possible. We make thousands of decisions all day. Do we take a breath? Do we swallow? Do we blink? Do we, um, you know, like even these hand motions that I'm making, like even like I'm not consciously thinking, move my finger this way. These are all things that runs on automation. Our brains will do them without even thinking because we've done it before. It knows that Tammy is a, a she likes to talk with her hands. So we got this. So while she's talking, I don't have to think about the fact that my hands are moving. Now, right now I'm moving my hands a little bit more because I am, did bring it to my for, my forefront. I did bring it to my consciousness. I did um, intentionally think about my hands moving. So our brains want to run on automation. It doesn't want to think about my hands moving because now it's I'm working harder. Because now not only am I talking to you and I'm trying to remember what I, um, my outline, kind of what the, I was going to say, but it's also now focused on the fact that my hand is moving. So where am I going with this? Can you start to see the, that those automations, those thousand, and I think they said now they believe it's up to like 90% of our actions, of our daily decisions are run on automation. And our brains want to get things automated as quick as possible. So that way we don't consider it. We don't have to bring it to our consciousness. We can do it without even, even thinking about it, without taking any extra glucose or extra pathways. It just goes, 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 goes. Can you think of some things that you do without even thinking about it? What, what, like, what do you say when someone calls your name? Huh? What? Yes. Um, one of the things that I actually changed because I, I don't like saying what um, I early on with my kids, I would say, yes, love. 
Um, and it took some intention. It took some, but now it's an automatic thing. Hey mom, yes love, which to me sounds a lot more caring than what. And so that's one of the reasons why I intentionally put that into automation, which is another thing that we can, let me just write this down so I can talk about that. We'll talk about that later, but the intentional automation. So what does this have to do with beliefs? Our beliefs are actually thoughts connected with emotions over time. Our beliefs are simple automations. Our beliefs are things that we, and those negative thoughts, we talked about how many times that they repeat over and over and over, like nine times, just spinning around in our, in our minds. And the positive things, they repeat once, which is totally unfair. But if you think about the whole purpose of your brain is to keep you safe, you can see why it it holds on to those negative because then it's in action. In action. It is paralyzing. It is depressing. It is keeping you from doing something you've never done before. It's that thought that I'm not capable. I don't know how. Why me? Why not me? It's those questions that of, I'm not ready. All of those things, those statements, those questions that keep us right where we are in the uncomfortable fear. Comfortable fear. I've talked about this before, how though we, we don't like where we are, it's we don't know how to get out of it. We are, we're stuck in this moment. And this is because of the beliefs that we have about ourselves. The beliefs that we have don't actually, they're not, they are not facts. Facts are indisputable. Facts are true no matter the situation. Facts are repeatable. Facts, other people, it can be peer reviewed. Facts are facts. They are true no matter what. Your beliefs if you're really serious and you really want to look, a lot of times the beliefs that we have about ourselves are based on small glimpses or moments in time that we let ourselves down. The things that when we believe in ourselves, when we have that belief that we can do something, nothing can stop us. We watch people all the time who defy gravity, who defy the laws of nature, who defy the laws of physics, who have that grit when you think and, and stand up when you think they're knocked out. You have that ability as well. The thing is, is that you have to recognize what beliefs you have about yourself and why. You have to recognize that beliefs are what drive you um, and they take the lead in our brains. So even if you're like, okay, um, let, let's let's say cliff diving. I don't, I'm not a really big fan of water. The belief is that I don't like water and that I'm not a great swimmer. 
I have evidence to back it up that I'm not a great swimmer. I also haven't put much effort into it, but I can swim. And a lot of times, and let's face it, a lot of times the cliff diving is simply falling into the water and then gently swimming back to this, the shore. Now, if you're a cliff diver and you do those extreme ones, I apologize to make it so simple, but it's one of those that it's when you stand at that ledge, like it's just between you and the water and that you have to decide, you have to believe that the water will catch you and that you can swim back. So what we believe drives us. It's the problem is, is that those beliefs, a lot of times the first thing, and we've talked about ants, this is where the ants come in, those automatic negative thoughts, those beliefs about ourselves that we've been believing from small things that have shown up in our lives over and over, when we don't actually put the effort into things, when we don't go all in, when we will do just enough to prove ourselves right, because our brains are going to prove us right, whether you believe it or not. If, if you believe something will happen, it will prove to you that it will happen. If you believe it can't, it will prove to you, it will look for evidence in the world that you can't do it. So what you believe drives you. What are the beliefs that you have right now? Now I'm going to go back to the gratitude for self. That belief you had in yourself that you're not worth being grateful for. It's not true. That difficulty of, I can't sit down and I can't, it's too selfish to sit and look at myself in that way. It's too selfish that I can, well, now the belief is that you're, that you're automating is that you're selfish. So of course you're not going to want to look at ways that you're grateful for yourself because that just proves that you are selfish. That's why I wanted to see, I wanted you to, to see what you've done what you've done for your people, for the people around you, for your work, for the world, for your church, for your community. Selfish people don't help the community. What I want you to see is that belief that's running on automation, that ant that is marching one by one. They're not true necessarily. They're not true. It's when you start to peel that onion back and you start to pull the layers and you start to expose the ants, those beliefs. So you actually have to start to look at what do I believe? Just because it's automated, just because you think you believe it doesn't make it true. Even if it was true at one point, maybe you did go through a very selfish time in your life. But typically selfish people don't consider the benefits or the, not the benefits, what word am I thinking? Um, selfish people don't look at the consequences of that. They're so involved with themselves. And, and, I'm, and I would bet to say that this is not you. I would bet to say that maybe you had a, a selfish moment, but if you peel back the onion, it was it really 100% selfish? Was it a season? And we all have seasons. We all, like teenage seasons, I've got two teenagers. 
and well, one is about to be a teenager, one is a teenager, and the self-centeredness, and I and I know that this is developmentally appropriate. They're trying to figure out life. And so they do need to figure out it. They need like they need to look in to see what they are made of. But they also need to be encouraged to see out as well and help others. And that worldview needs to be turned around. So when you're looking at your beliefs and you're looking at what you used to believe about yourself, those automations, you can break them. You can believe something different. I used to believe that I couldn't public speak. If you were part, if you were knew me in high school, I, you would not even, you would not even believe that this would be me right now um, with like almost 22,000 downloads now, like, and not even being able to, um, like, it was just hard. It was hard for me because I believed that I couldn't do it. And then I started pushing myself to do it and I can get up in front of uh, 150 to, you know, I, I can get up and I can speak. And it's partly because I've realized that I, that I can. It's because I've started doing the work of, okay, how do you do that? Like, stop looking at yourself and realize that what you have to say is more important than how you feel in the moment. When I turned it to, if I don't tell you how worthy you are, if I don't tell you and show and help you see this, then you may not hear it. Maybe it was my place to share it with you. Maybe God was gave me that place, that purpose. And if I didn't do it, then it's, I'm not even fulfilling my, my purpose in life. And that's a shame. But those beliefs, if you want to sit down and you want to figure out your beliefs, start writing down your ants. I also want you to consider a few things that when you're looking at your beliefs, remind yourself that your beliefs are not universal truth. Truth can be, well, it can be uh, proved over and over. Just ask your friend. Ask your friend if you have a question, your best friend, your mom, your dad, your brother, your sister. Go to somebody and see if they say the same thing. Who you are is not determined by what you do. Who you are is not determined by what you do. It's, it's determined by who you are. It's determined by whose you are and who you are being. If you are being in fear, then what you do is going to reflect that. What you do is reflects who you are. It doesn't determine it doesn't define, it doesn't um, decide who you are. It just reflects it. So when you ask yourself, instead of asking, what do I do? It's who do I wanna be in this moment? I wanna be brave. Okay, what would a brave person do? Then you can look at evidence that you've of stories of people, of things that you've experienced before and recall that and then grab that and go. If you wanna be timid, 
if you want to be like quiet. Okay, so what do I need to do in order to hold my tongue right now? Well, I need to listen more than I need to talk. Okay, then in order to do that, I'm going to listen to everything they say before I decide what I'm going to say next. It's it's all about, it's deciding who, and then let that drive the what. When so many times we allow the what to drive who we are. And it's really backwards. And then a thought over time is what created the belief. So did you know that if you have an intentional thought, that intentional automation, if you want to believe, if you don't want to believe that you are not good enough anymore, you can rewire that. You can do an intentional automation. You can prime in the thought that is true, that is lovely, that is holy. And one thing that like to go back to, go back to God, you know, he says that in John 14, he talks about believe in God and believe in me. That's what Jesus said. He doesn't say believe in yourself. And in fact, in Jeremiah 17, it says, cursed are those days who put trust in mere, in the, cursed are those who put their trust in mere humans who rely on human strength and turn their hearts away from the Lord. And then second Corinthians, it says, rely not on ourselves, but on God. Our beliefs about ourselves should not be decided by our past actions, but who's we, but who we were really created to be. All those things that we we go through. And I talked last week about the fact that I don't have regrets, but those things help shape you. They help me grow. They help me learn. But they don't get to define who I am today. I get to prove them wrong. I get to prove them right. I get to decide what my automation is going to be. And I'm choosing an automation that's that shows that I am bold, that I am loving and I'm caring because God is bold and he loves me and he cares about me and I can do that for others. So what do you want to believe about yourself? Do you want to believe you can do anything? Do you want to believe that you can overcome your past? You can, you absolutely can. You can talk to, you know, God says in Psalms or David says about God in, in Psalms 51, create a clean heart in me. You can create a clean heart with the help of God, but also with the help of science. Because when all of this goes back to it, remind yourself that a belief is simply a thought connected with emotion, thought over time, over time. So if you want to stop that, stop it in its tracks, notice when you think that, and then what do you want to replace it with? What truth and you can go back to the Bible. If you cannot pull out something that's true for yourself, go to the Bible because it's full, full of what God thinks about you. Those are the truths that you should prime in. Those are the beliefs that you should have about yourself because there's truth. There's evidence that is the holy word of God. So don't limit your beliefs to just what your automations are. Be aware of your automations and stop, stop, stop listening to those old beliefs that are no longer serving you. They may have served you in the past. They may have kept you safe. They may have kept you alive, depending on your, your past. But you are not the same person you were then. You are not the same person you were yesterday. 
you get to create your life. You get to create your your thoughts. You get to create the, you decide the emotions and how much it affects you. You have more power than you realize. God created us in such an amazing way. This is why he says to meditate on his word day and night, because he's given us such a powerful tool that if we don't focus our energy, those beliefs that the world tells us, because the world's not our friend, the world is going to keep us right where we are. The world is going to keep us down. That's not where God wants to keep us. That's not where he told us to be. That's not why he put us on this earth. That's not why you're here. It's not why you're here. To, to be told by the earth, by the, by the world, who you are. The Bible is full of, the, of specific things about you. He talks about whatever seems impossible he can do for you. That our brains can't even fathom what is coming next. That what he has for us. He doesn't say figure it out on your own. He says, let me help you. Let me restore you. Let me support you. Let me comfort you. Let me love you. He says, you are beautiful. You're capable. You're worthy. You're loved. You're wanted. You're, you have more power inside of you because the Holy Spirit lives there than what's on the earth. And he's already won. So when you look right now, look at your beliefs, and this is my challenge to you, is to really look at the beliefs that are holding you back. Do you want them to hold you back in 2023? Those, that, that deep thing, that, that secret dream, that thing that you have in your heart that you have been just pushing down, that, that thing in your heart, that comment, that, that feeling, that dream in your, that vision, that whatever you want to call it, that intuition that you have in your heart and then that belief that it's not yours that you can't do it which do you want to believe in 2023 do you want to try and see where that goes where that when if you started to believe in what god says about you instead of what the world has told you to believe about yourself what is possible what it becomes possible and that's what i want you to see is how are your beliefs limiting you? How are your beliefs keeping you right where you are? Are you happy there? I'm not. Okay, the fuzz. I'm not happy right where I am. I'm not happy sitting in the status quo and seeing what I'm capable of. Like I feel it that what I'm capable of, but then the fear comes over me that says you can't do this. Who are you to do this? What I want to believe is I want that faith that God, if if he put it in my heart, he's already made a way. Sometimes, okay, not even sometimes, a lot of times, the way is you cannot do this alone. You cannot get over these beliefs by yourself because they're so strong. They have gripped you for so long that you need someone else to help point out your blind spots. If this is you, if you're like, no, I have these blanks. I know what it is, but I can't tell what it is. I, or I know, but I don't know what to do with it. Um, I, I have this dream in my heart, that this, this belief that I want to believe, but I don't know how. That's where, that's where you reaching out for help comes in. That's where DMing me 
or messaging me or getting on my calendar, because I promise you within that 20 minute phone call, you will see what's possible and we can start to pick out what beliefs are no longer serving you. It is amazing how just that one call, and I just, um, like two days ago, I got off a call with someone who is going to start working with me in January. And I asked her like how I asked her, okay, so what's your action step now? And she's like, I didn't even realize how much a phone call could change my life. She said that just talking about it and seeing what she's capable and what becomes possible when you rewire those beliefs, just the motivation and the excitement it gives you. And that warms my heart because that is, that is simple. That is easy. And that right there is a whole trajectory of change. So friend, stop living in the beliefs that are wrong, that are false, that are untrue, that are keeping you stuck. When you're ready. Okay. And I'm going to say when you're ready, because let's face it, we're never ready. That that's another thing. Our brain's going to keep us safe. We have to act even when we're not ready. We have to act now. If it's on your heart, contact me and let's talk about what's going on. Join my Facebook group. What could being in a community of women who are excited about rewiring these beliefs and actually getting beliefs about ourselves that are true and that, that are help us step in to who we are. I'm so tired of, of women seeing seeing what they're capable and then seeing that the beliefs or hearing them talk about the beliefs about themselves because that's not what we're called to be. That's not who we're called to to be and that's definitely not what we're called to do. So trust me and trust God, trust in Jesus and know that we cannot rely on human strength. If you could get out of these beliefs by yourself, you would have already done it because I guarantee that they've been weighing heavy on your heart. It wasn't until I invested in myself that I was able to step out and see what I was capable of, to see what I can do and step out and realize that, okay, it's not really about me at all. It is about you. It's about God. It's about what this world needs and the, the, the inspiration and the hope that the world needs. It's about the joy. So friend, contact me and let's get out of these old stories, these old beliefs that were not your fault in the first place, that are put there in automation and are running without your permission. And let's see what can be possible. That, friend, choose joy until joy chooses you.